Let me get all my stuff together. Okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a little more nervous than I thought I was going to be, but um, I know nerves are a good thing because um, I want to do a good job for y'all today. So, but um, did you know that you serve a powerful, faithful God? I repeat, a powerful, faithful God. God recently spoke to me through this song, and the words are up on the screen, called Waymaker. You may have heard it on the radio. Well, this song truly depicts how powerful and faithful our God is. I'm going to share a piece of that song with you today to help me tell my story. Don't worry, I promise I'm not going to sing it. But um, the lyrics are, Waymaker, Miracle Worker, Promise Keeper, Light in the Darkness. Today, I'm going to tell you my story. Yes, it is my story, but it is not about me. It is about the Father and his faithfulness and his goodness. It is about the rainbow at the end of horrible storms and a God who keeps his promise. He is my way maker. He is my miracle worker. He is my promise keeper. He is my light in the darkness. He is my God, and great is his faithfulness. The first is Waymaker. Have you ever been in a point in your life, or maybe you're in it right now, a point where you think, I can't find God? I can't see the end of this situation. You think, how? How will he make a way for me to get through this? Or maybe it is not getting through something, it is getting to a new chapter. I am proof today that God gets you through. Often in my life, God hasn't just got me through. It has been over, it has been under, maybe around, and praise the Lord, it has been out of a lot of situations. Isaiah 55, 9 says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God makes a way. It may not be the exact way we have chosen or liked, but he makes a way. He even promises that his ways are not our ways. His timing is often not our timing, but I promise he makes a way. Sometimes it is even like the Israelites, and it takes 40 years. But he did make a way. During the time of the wait and the wandering, God teaches us and shows us that he is good even in the wait. So to my story. Praise the Lord, it only took one year in my life for God to make a way. Jonathan and I had been married for six months when we ventured off to Columbia, South Carolina. He got accepted into law school at the University of South Carolina, and we knew God was calling him to pursue his dream of being an attorney. We found an affordable cottage-type house. It was like a perfect little square. I decided to look for a job as a school nurse so that we could be free in the summer to come home to Glenville. God opened an opportunity for me to be an elementary school nurse a couple of towns over. I was so excited to be a school nurse. I thought this is going to be the perfect job. Boy, was I ever wrong. The job was horrible. I was by myself on this long hallway with the office staff way far away. I had no help, I had no friends, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. (laughs) I was constantly worried about the kids having asthma attacks or seizures. I was running a mini ER with a box of Band-Aids in my stethoscope. 
I felt like I was in the wilderness with no support system. I would constantly cry when I got home from work, not wanting to go back the next day. We are in Columbia, South Carolina. I repeat, Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry if anybody's from Columbia. But, oh, <laughs> not the most joyful place. Okay. Uh, we're in Columbia, South Carolina um, with no friends and no family. I miss Glenville, and most importantly, I missed my people. Oh, did God have a plan? During that year, Jonathan and I decided to rely on God and to rely on each other. Also that year, I learned to cover situations with prayer. God shows me that he provides. My verse during that time was John sixteen thirty three. Have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. God showed me that in the midst of a hard situation, he will not leave me, and he will not let the world harm me. Yes, you may battle and fight and endure hardships, but he will provide a way and conquer because victory is ours through Jesus Christ. One day was a particular bad day. I was done, and I wanted to quit. Who did I call? I called my daddy. (laughs) Daddy usually took care of everything for me. I called Daddy for advice, and he told me, You gave that principal your word, and you need to finish that job. (laughs) Not what I wanted to hear at the time, but I remember crying out to God, and he simply saying this, Ashlyn, you must finish this season, for I'm making you stronger in your faith and as a person. You must finish this season of the wilderness, and I promise I will provide a job and opportunities for Jonathan on a silver platter. You must finish this season of growth. When the springtime, God showed up. Jonathan got into Amory Law, and we were moving back to Georgia. Hallelujah. (laughs) Jonathan's parents allowed us to move in with them in Marietta, and we got to be so close with them for those two years. We had two wonderful years of enjoying good meals and no bills. It was great. God also placed me in the most perfect and wonderful job in Marietta with good, kind people and appreciative patience. God is continuing to pave the way for Jonathan and me. The coolest path is that he led us back to Glenville, back to our church, and back to home where we raise our boys in my parents' house, surrounded by friends and family we love. Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Now I know there may be more wildernesses in the future or big mountains in my life to climb, but I now know that God will provide a way. I doubted in Columbia, South Carolina, but because I have seen God work, I choose now to believe. We as Christians must just keep at it, and like my dad said, finish the job. We must finish the hard, trying seasons of growth and pers- with perseverance and allow and watch God to make a way to new things, a way to goodness. Our God, the provider of goodness, the way maker, great is his faithfulness. So first you have a way maker, and second you have miracle worker. A sign sits in my house that says, expect miracles. I don't know if you feel like me, but often I want to doubt that God still does miracles. 
I think it is because we are surrounded by so much sickness, so much violence, and our minds are being flooded with bad news all day long. We, as followers of Christ, need to remember that we are called to expect miracles and believe that God is the same God who parted the Red Sea, turned the water into wine, and raised Lazarus from the dead. One of my favorite miracles in the Bible is the story of Jesus raising the 12-year-old daughter of Jairus from the dead. It starts off like this, verse 22 of Mark 5. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and he, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. But before Jesus arrived to the little girl, Jairus got the news that his daughter had passed. Jairus's faith is immediately tested when people approach him saying, Don't bother Jesus. Your daughter is already dead. But then Jesus intervenes. Overhearing all this, Jesus tells Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe. I picture it like this. Jairus is standing by Jesus. He's frantic. He's a scared father. He's on the verge of tears. And Jesus simply puts his hand on his shoulder. Don't be afraid, just believe. So comforting, so powerful those words. Don't be afraid, just believe. Believe. Believe that God is, believe all that God is asking us to do. He wants us to believe. Believe he is powerful. Believe that miracles still happen. Believe that he has a plan. Believe that he is good. Often doubt creeps in. And the world tells us that miracles aren't possible. But we must continue to fight against doubt and fear and allow Jesus to work in our lives. Don't allow the world and Satan to destroy your faith and keep you from Jesus in the work he wants to do in your life. Believe with great faith so you can experience the powerful presence of Jesus. I felt like Jairus on March 18, 2016. My water broke at 30 weeks pregnant and I was frantic a scared mother, and begging God to not take another person for my life. My dad had died about six weeks before then, and I was still a mess from that. I remember praying to God that if you don't give me a miracle now, I'm going to lose it. I remember sitting in that hospital bed when a neonatologist came in. She started telling us that the baby could be blind, the baby could be deaf, the baby could have mental disabilities, lung problems, heart problems. The list was so long, and it hurt so much to hear. To this day, I can still remember that exact moment. I felt Jesus simply place his hand on my shoulder and say, don't be afraid, just believe. Jonathan and I had to remember during those four weeks before Gray was born that God performs miracles and that he is good and he is taking care of Gray. We couldn't let the negativity affect our faith. Believe me, it was very hard not to worry. We definitely did a lot of worrying, but we tried to keep remembering, don't be scared, just believe. Throughout those four weeks, Jonathan and I constantly sang praise and worship to fill that hospital room with the presence of God. One particular song was King of My Heart. A lyric that really helped us keep the faith was about how God does not fall off of his throne. In the midst of despair, we have to remember that God is good and he doesn't fall off his throne. He is still God, he still performs miracles, and he still reigns.
On April 11, 2016, Jonathan and I got our miracle, baby Gray. And every time I look at him, I see the goodness of God and that he is faithful. Except when he is being a wild man and driving me crazy. Then all I see is durance. (laughs) During that time of my life, God renewed my faith. I had seen too much sickness and too much sadness through the struggles of my parents. He opened my eyes and healed my brokenness by restoring my life and faith through his gift of blessing Jonathan and me with children. He showed me that miracles do happen, all kinds of miracles. The miracle of eternal healing for my parents where they no longer were in pain or suffered. The miracle of life through the birth of Gray and then later Drummond. And lastly, the miracle of my life and faith being restored after years of brokenness and hardships. David says it best in Psalm 71:20, Though you have made me see troubles, many and bitter, you will restore my life again. From the depths of the earth, you will bring me up again. Our God, the great restorer, the miracle worker, great is his faithfulness. So you have way maker, you have miracle worker, and third, you have promise keeper. I'm sure if you think for a second, you can come up with several promises that God has given you. Maybe it's promises from the word or promises that were given to you during a prayer time. Promises from years ago that were just fulfilled. Or lastly, promises that are going to be fulfilled. I love the Bible, and I love that it's full of stories where God keeps his promises. Don't you love to read those stories, such as Abraham, Noah, and the rainbow? We as Christians are called to share our stories of when God kept his promises in our lives. This gives others hope that God will, too, keep his promises in their lives. God is faithful to keep his promises. We must simply open our eyes to what he is doing and how he is fulfilling his word that was spoken to us. I was in high school when I read my first promise from God. I didn't understand it at the time. I was probably 15 years old. Life was good. The only concerns I had were ball games and making A's. I can still remember to this day where I read it. I was sitting in the floor of my room on the carpet with my teen Bible. I remember reading the words and God whispering to me, One day you will understand and will see me keep this promise. The verse was from John fourteen eighteen. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. For many of you who know my sisters and me, you have probably figured out where this is going. This is the hard part of my story. In the portion of my talk, I'm going to say we and not I because this isn't just my story. It is all five of us Durrance girls' story. In 2009, we lost our mom to ALS after seven years of struggling. In 2016, we lost daddy after 10 years of struggling from brain tumors. So for almost 15 years, we had a sick parent. It was brutal, it was heartbreaking, and it was devastating. But in the midst of it all, God showed up and provided when we needed him most. The five of us had the honor of spending the last days with our parents in the house where we were raised. In those days, I saw so much of God. He sent red cardinals of joy, merciful rains of healing, and most importantly, friends and family who held us. In the end, it was well with Mama's soul, and Daddy received floods of mercy and peace. 
they received God's miracle in heaven. No more did they suffer, but they were free to enjoy the love of Jesus. I once heard on a TV show someone say, it's hard to exist in a world which your parents don't. It is hard indeed, but God is good and provides. Remember that promise God gave to me when I was 15 years old? Well, he fulfilled it 15 years later after both of my parents were gone, and he used our church, family, and friends to do it. Isaiah 55, 10 through 11 says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God used you as my church family to help accomplish his promise to me. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. God came to my sisters and me through food, cards, phone calls, hugs, and prayers right after our parents died. Y'all stepped in and engulfed us in love and surrounded us in our time of mourning and when we were in pain. Now God still comes to me through the people of this church. Little things you have done have showed me God is at work. I get mama and daddy advice from members of our church all the time. Everyone is always available to help whenever I call about something or when I need something. And lastly, the most amazing thing of all, I feel the closest to mom and daddy when I'm sitting here in this church. And that is saying something because I live in their old house. This church is my family. This church is family. This church is the reason I don't feel a void. Y'all give me a piece of mama and daddy every time I see you, and I genuinely feel your love, my parents' love, and the love of Jesus through you. Now my husband and two boys are feeling the same love that you have always shown my sisters and me. God has done all that. I just want to say thank you to you as my church. You truly are my family, and I would not be where I am today if I didn't have you in my life. What you did for my parents, what you have done for my sisters and our husbands, and now our children. I don't think I could ever truly express how much we love you. To serve Jesus with you is an honor and a blessing. God is using us as a body of Christ to fulfill promises every day. We are called to love those around us and engulf them with the love of Jesus. To feel lonely because you have lost people you love is one of the greatest pains in life. We as a church and followers of Christ are called to reach out and love. Invite people in, build relationships, and embrace the love of Jesus together. God keeps his promises. I encourage you to share your story of when God kept his promise he made to you with someone. Let's embrace each other with the love of Jesus. Our God, the giver of love, the promise keeper, great is his faithfulness. So you have way maker, you have miracle worker, promise keeper, and lastly and in closing, God is the light in the darkness. You know how after you get married, you have to compromise to make your marriage work. <laughs> For men, it may be putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still working on that one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, I get it. Uh, we're trying to teach Gray that now, too, as well. <laughs> 
But um, for women, it may be hanging the deer antlers in the living room. <laughs> Not going to happen in my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, one of the first debates Jonathan and I had was leaving a light on while we sleep. Up until I got married, I always slept with my closet light on. I love sleeping with a little light. It was so comforting and cozy. Well, I lost that battle. We now sleep in pitch black dark. However, I get to keep the thermostat on super cold. (laughs) So every night I say to Jonathan, enjoy your darkness and get another blanket. (laughs) But, uh, But you see, from that one little light bulb, I felt safe and secure. I could see even when it was dark. And because I could see, I knew I was going to be all right. I wasn't scared anymore. The power of light. John 1, 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And those stories I told you, those were some pretty dark times in my life. But Jesus stood in the midst of my darkness as a faithful light. Yes, I was scared at times because I felt like I couldn't see the way out of the darkness. But Jesus was there comforting me and being my constant companion. The darkness did not overcome me then, and it will never, ever overcome me because our Jesus reigns. This morning you may be living in darkness, going through a rough, trying season. Know that Jesus is there. Know that he is faithful. He is good. He is at work. His light is there even in the darkest moments when you think, I might not make it. Fall on your knees, humble yourself, and cry out to him that you can't do it on your own. You're scared, and the darkness is too much, and you need the light. Call on God to make a way, perform a miracle, and keep his promise. He will do it. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Great is his faithfulness. All right. We're um, going to go ahead and close the service. The altar will be open if you would like to come and pray. Um, Marianne is going um, to lead us in great is thy faithfulness. Um, and just remember, God is faithful. Thank you. <laughs>